he has a remote control in his pocket <laughs> that apparently he's using to yeah. um, uh, it's like a universal remote control right if your girlfriend goes to use the internet there i can tell you the password of your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, that was good money. <laughs> Which was working in a in a sex toy factory. In a sex toy factory. Yeah, I was filling dildos. <laughs> <laughs> and we were told to hack Google. We didn't know what we're doing, uh, and that got me into trouble. I was arrested by Interpol. You were arrested by yeah, Interpol. Right here on Church Road. This is financially incorrect. I'm your host Barack, and we have a new episode today. I have with me. A tech bro, part-time lecturer, and an entrepreneur in the name Bright Gameli, who's here with me today. A party animal as well. A what? A party animal. Oh, a party animal. <laughs> <laughs> a party animal. You know, I actually do know that. I actually do know that. Yeah. Well, when, I, I, when, I know where you're going. When, <laughs> <laughs> when Mercury, when Mercury was, used to exist yeah, on Fridays, I, you know, oh, man. I saw you a few times at, at, yeah. at Mercury. Yeah. And a party animal, I guess he'll tell us a bit more about that. But so today we're here to figure out um Bright's money journey. But before that, I'll let him describe what being a tech bro in his perspective means. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for inviting me. Yeah. Barack. Sure. Uh, I mean, being a tech bro is, is is somebody who is so groomed in tech. Yeah. Loves tech, dream tech, walk tech. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, tech. Yeah. And I think I've been living that life for some time now, especially in the cybersecurity space. Yeah. So it's funny that I never thought this would be my life. Yeah. <laughs> Where everywhere I go, somebody will say, oh, I remember you from this TV show. Mm -hmm. You were Dr. Kingori or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. You're a tech guy. Yeah. Or somebody don't even know that cybersecurity, like ah, that guy, the, mm -hmm. the tech guy. Yeah. You know, that, that's basically what a tech what it bro is. is. Yeah. Well, to validate that, yeah. um, Bright spent the last, I mean, we've been sitting um, in, in this office for about half an hour and he spent a good chunk of that time trying to figure out, trying to, he has a remote control in his pocket <laughs> that apparently he's using to, um, yeah. uh, it's like a universal remote control, right? It can copy remote, yeah. it can intercept traffic, yeah. it can intercept Wi-Fi, it can control every, see, like when I came here, I didn't have the remote for the air conditioner. Yeah, yeah. So basically cloned it. Yeah. Uh, I can call it RFID tags, um, car keys, some of them can be copied as well. Yeah. And also... So this push to start, you could be able to get into a car and start... Most of them. Yeah. But majority of them have a security feature where okay. they, they, their key randomizes. So, yeah. But I love the fact that I keep learning new things about this tech. Yeah. And the objective is to be able to control traffic lights. So we have Eventually. No, we have no... <laughs> Eventually. That I have to do. I don't know when, but I know eventually yeah. I should uh, be able to... So every day I learn new things. Yeah. That's why I keep yeah. on checking to see which vendors of systems doesn't work. Yeah. TVs... Uh, air conditioners. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so, see so what far. the next, the next, the next learning with, is with there. The next target. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. Let's get into your 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 journey. First of all, Bright has a PhD. Yes. Um, which he got at twenty eight. You got you started at twenty six. Um, completed twenty eight. Yes. Um, so Bright has a PhD. Um, and born and bred and raised in Ghana. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. where your journey begins yes yeah maybe you can tell us a, a little bit about that so originally i'm from ghana yeah uh been in kenya for 21 years now okay in and out mm -hmm. um but i came to kenya in 2002 because of my parents my dad got a job here yeah and when he was about to leave after, after his first term they just kept on telling him look we need one more <laughs> yeah <laughs> one more term yeah and kept on going up the ranks um so we've been here for some time 
Um, so I spent my high school here in St. Mary's. <laughs> where I did my high school. From so from here. So I joined in from two. Okay. From two Kenyan system. Kenyan system. Yeah. And I was told, dude, uh, you're not fit for from two yet. No, oh. I, I joined from three. Yeah. And I was told you're not fit for from two, from three. Okay. So then. Like you was, were behind. Yeah, that was one term. Okay. Behind. So the next term, I just realized, you know, let me just go back and start mm-hmm. from two properly. Yeah. Um, it was a bit weird for me, you know. You feel like you're dumb, but repeating a class. Yeah, I wasn't really repeating because of the change of the system from Ghana okay. to Kenya. So I did from two, from three, and I did IB. Yeah. Uh, one and two. Um, then I went to Daystar University to yeah. do applied computer science. Okay. Which, yeah. Maybe before you go into that, maybe let me ask you. I guess having grown up, I'm assuming from two, you're what, 15 maybe? Thereabout? Yeah, 14, 15, thereabouts. So yeah. what was um, life like in Ghana? What was it like growing up in Ghana? And if there any any, any distinctive differences between there and here? Yeah. So the Ghanaian system definitely is different. Mm-hmm. And mannerisms of everything is different mm-hmm. the culture is so different mm-hmm. so coming to kenya it was a whole complete culture shock yeah um like for example i never used to hear people shrub a lot okay and then i came to kenya it was a normal thing for a particular tribe you know oh like they... like like the l and r right oh you don't have a comparison <laughs> of that in ghana no, okay, not until i came here <laughs> just a weird thing for me uh the way people uh relate with each other the yeah. way people do stuff is just it's it's quite different when yeah. i came um so then the school the system the curriculum is a little bit different from ghana yeah so is it ghana, the same number of years the ghana idea yeah it's, it's, it's the same so it's, still, it's it's eight years primary four years two or three secondary. years in ghana okay for for high school okay then so we have um eight years in uh we have what you call the six years primary school mm-hmm. Then we have a junior secondary school for three years. Mm-hmm. Then you have a senior secondary school for three years as well. Mm-hmm. That university. Okay. Where in Kenya is eight. Well, before the before new, the, uh, yeah. what's it called? CBC. The CBC. The CBC program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I find quite interesting. Yeah. So that that was the way it, it actually moved. So I come into Kenya. Mm-hmm. I had only done one year in Ghana, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be equivalent of second year in Kenya. Okay. Right, so I thought I can go to from three immediately, yeah. which was not the case. This is why I had to back yeah. back up a little bit. What are the money habits of of Ghanaians, if I can sort of like generalize it like that? Are they, um, you know, how people say people from Nigeria like flamboyant mm. and you know? So what are what are Ghanaians like to spend? Yeah, yeah, but Ghanaians like to spend on people who matter to them. That's what I like. I, I would okay. say we like to spend on our loved ones. We like to make sure they're very comfortable mm-hmm. we like to and in the party scene Kenyans are very particular let me tell you something mm-hmm. if you are for example in kenya if you're in a club mm-hmm. as boys yeah. three guys or four guys and a lady walks to the table one guy will get up and give the table to the lady right mm-hmm. or more ladies will come and then they'll be like ah you guys just come take over because yeah. you have an agenda yeah ghana if men go out yeah they can say nah Bro, <laughs> sis, you're not coming here. Yeah. And then they like, put cash together yeah. <laughs> for that table. Yeah. They're not going to let know. you come in and just sit down as a lady they don't know. Right. If they know you, fine. Yeah. But most of the time when men go there's out, no random, there's no random lady who just comes to the table. I've yeah. seen that so many times and I find quite quite peculiar about the Ghanaians. 
Like boys want to go out, let yeah. them go out. If they go get a girl or to talk to somebody outside, that's fine. Yeah. But when they go out, the money that's spent for their drinks, yeah, is for them. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. That's yeah. The- <laughs> but they're, they're, but they're also yeah. those guys who want to show a lady a really good, good time. time. Yeah. Most of my Ghanaian friends, if any any lady who's going to Ghana, I always call them and say, hey, my friends are coming to yeah. Ghana, treat them nicely. Mm-hmm. And some of them will go to the airport and pick them up. Pick them up. Uh, and some of them, of course, being at the high place, they'll have they'll walk all the way inside the airport mm-hmm. just to make sure the lady is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Not there's an agenda, just to make sure. It's just like like um, what they call it, good, good habits. It's good habits. Yeah. So that's the thing. Good manners. It's good manners. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing about we Ghanaians, and they will spend on the lady. It's yeah. like, oh, do you want to like a few friends who've gone there recently? They've been giving cars to drive with the driver. Like, do you want a driver or you want to drive yourself? It's fine at no cost, and no. No, exchange. no exchange. It's just how we can answer. Ah, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, I want us to get into, I guess, your money journey, mm-hmm. right? And and you understanding um, money and revenue and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you think you first consciously understand um, money? Is it when you're still in Ghana or when you come here? When I was in Kenya. When you're in Kenya. So when, when you're in Ghana... Nah, Ghana was easy because, you know, parents are there. They send you money. You yeah. just kept on spending and everything. Yeah. When it's finished, you ask for more. I came to Kenya, then I realized, like, man, things are more expensive in Kenya. Mm-hmm. When I came, still more expensive in Kenya than mm-hmm. Ghana. Okay. Then I started entrepreneurship. So as in, in St. Mary's, I used to sell DVDs. Um, I used to get softwares and I'll tell people if you want to buy i have a list of softwares almost mm-hmm. a thousand of them so by software what or, or by selling software I mean, cracked software yeah <laughs> it's illegal it was illegal at the time so i used to get it from underground websites yeah and i'll tell you you choose whatever you want then i'll go burn it on a dvd for you then you take it so mm-hmm. people wanted a cracked version of a particular program mm-hmm. an audio 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 solution or whatever mm-hmm. it is i'll just sell it to them and i used to make quite a lot of money then yeah. i started selling movies so mm-hmm. New movies that I download, I download, I sell them. Um, I did that there for quite some time, mm-hmm. and then now I started a business also of getting to plant key loggers yeah. into the library uh, computer. So if your spa, if your girlfriend goes to use the internet there, I can tell you the password of your girlfriend. <laughs> good. Trust me, that was good money. <laughs> this is in Saint Mays. It's, it's a boys' school though. Yeah, but IB no, was, the IB was, uh, yeah. was, was so, uh, the girls, right? Guys, and there was only one computer in the library which had internet, <laughs> right? So everyone goes to use that same computer, right? Everybody could check. So it you were email. telling insecure boys passwords to um, vice versa. Oh, oh, yeah, they're yeah. like, I want to know my boyfriend what's what he, email he's looking at. Right. He sent to another girl. Yeah, at that time there was not a lot of chat. Yes, of, of course, messages. it was email, that was yeah. the easiest thing. Yeah, so I used to. I devised a way of being able to actually compress files onto a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Then I delete it, copy it again, delete, copy, delete. Then I get home, I recover all of them. And, and what whatever. And what was your rate? What were you charging? It was a good buddy. Yeah. Are you charging like a, a thousand bob a password? Because this is, um, what, 2000? Yeah, that's a long time ago. So at that time, yeah. like 500 shillings was a lot of money. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. You know, that gets served for a week. Yeah. You know, so I, I made some good money there. Then when I went to Daystar mm-hmm. was where I I started learning a lot, a little bit extra about money. Okay. And again, I was I was <laughs> so on campus you have mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. Off campus you have to look for internet. internet. Yeah. So I had two ways. 
I became the person who was controlling the internet on campus as I was working for the school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I built what they call a repeater. So the repeater picks a signal from here mm -hmm. and then repeats it then all over. So mm -hmm. I bought repeaters. Mm -hmm. Um, I saved money to buy repeaters mm. all the way to uh, where, where, where do you save the money from? Is this again from the no for money that my, my dad used oh, to okay, right to right. help me with? Yeah, so pocket money while well, you pocket money. essentially yeah. bought those repeaters, but also I used to repair computers, okay. But the repair of computers, the way I want you to pay me is not money, you mm -hmm. buy me food, okay. So either you buy me two <laughs> dinners or you buy me soda. Is there a particular reason why you were going barter trade and not ah, money? it was easier? You, the customers always come back. If when you, it's money, money, they'll yeah. never come back. But you tell them, buy me something. Yeah. It's funny. They actually buy the food more than I have to give you the cash. Yeah. Because you can't even quantify how much you're really going to pay for my services. So, okay. It was an easier way. I saw that was a human thing. Yeah. People like to pay for things rather than give you Transacting. Yeah. yeah. A majority of them were friends. I was a very popular guy in school at okay. the time. <laughs> so, we did. I did that for some time. And then I started selling the internet off campus to other people. This is off of the repeaters, meaning you're yeah, getting the internet from the from school. school. Which, after that, they found out, they shut me out, and people still need the internet. Yeah. So, a friend of mine called Jade, uh, I'll not give you a second name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. when the school found you out, did they fire you then from working for them? Or? Nah, they just said, you know, don't do it anymore and everything. <laughs> and then you see, that time, you only had a limited amount of people who can be on the internet. Right. So, I see the traffic of people who are right. either on pornography websites, and I'm like, you're, you're not using the internet for anything yeah. useful, I kick you out. Mm. And they can add other people. Mm. So I used to regulate that. That was my job. So there were people with Daystar looking at pornography. You're human beings. <laughs> they're human beings. So I don't think it's they are actually with the human beings. Right. Okay. So uh -huh. Jade and I we compromised one of the, the networks, the telecommunication networks in Kenya. Okay. And they had a dongle. Mm -hmm. So we found a way, we reverse engineered the dongle to actually give us unlimited internet. Okay. So you, that became now my source internet, and the repeater was there, so broadcast to a lot of people. Yeah. That is still actually a business people are doing right now in mm -hmm. Kenya. I know a guy who, at JQuart, KU, and everything, mm -hmm. he resells internet mm -hmm. <laughs> to students, mm -hmm. which he buys and split into small bits and then distributes it. Distribute and they buy. So at this time, how much were you charging? Actually, you know, before before I even before I even go before we go further down this yeah. this 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 road, um, you seem to be building a lot of things. I mean, from the time that you were in Saint Mary's before yeah. that, like you're building. So where did that come from? Like where did you where did the the spirit, the desire to be like, yeah, I wanna I'm gonna build things, I'm gonna figure things out on this. Just curiosity. Yeah. I mean, I was curious about a lot of things, mm -hmm. uh, and that got me into trouble. I was arrested by Interpol. You were arrested by yeah, Interpol. Right here on Church Road. How how old were you when you were arrested by Interpol? What? Well, I was what? I think... I can't remember how old I was. But I was legal. <laughs> you were legal? Legal enough to be arrested. Okay. Yeah, because we hacked about uh, about 300 Facebook accounts. Um, we set up a phishing page. So a phishing mm -hmm. page basically mimics the whole Facebook uh, page. Mm -hmm. And we set it up and give guys to log in. And they logged in. Yeah. It's still happening until today. Mm -hmm. A lot of phishing attacks goes uh, goes on. Um, just the more sophisticated. Then we also there's an internet cafe at at Surrey Center. I don't know if you remember called EasySurf. Mm -hmm. Those days, mm -hmm. that was the fastest internet connection we available at the time. At the time, at the time, we which we planted a software on our network, which every password that goes through the network goes through our computer first. Mm -hmm. So we dumped all of them. So we got PayPal accounts, which we use quite a number of them. Mm -hmm. 
and then my pal also Heb went and stupidly published all of that the information the, yeah. the, the, the Facebook accounts on Facebook and then blacked out part of it which we know if the person <laughs> is John 2023 yeah. Yeah. or 2020 20, 2021 or yeah. something like that you can figure it out easily yeah. so that at that time there was an operation going on about Google hacking because okay. we joined what we call an IRC chat room mm-hmm. those days uh, the WhatsApp of those days or the Telegram of those days yeah. where everybody's anonymous and we were told to hack Google we mm-hmm. didn't know what we're doing you were just you were, so you were, to, you, were you, you were told to hack Google or you were told we're to hack? We're giving the instructions, okay, of what to do, but you didn't know what platform that platform. We you didn't were. know it was Google that we were attacking. Okay, they gave us an IP address, but stupid enough, yeah, because we're script kiddies at the time. Mm-hmm. We just kept on trying our things and everything. So that got us in trouble because they were doing a worldwide arrest of people. Our friend in China, Suhan, was arrested. Um, us guys here were just taken for a short questioning. Mm-hmm. Not for long. So I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, did they stop you on the road? Was it as dramatic as it in the movies? So no, they came not, knocking on the like, dramatic. we're here for you. Um, you know. They came and just told us, look, luckily my parents were out of town. <laughs> I was going to be like, what are you going on? Folks, yeah. You're out of town. I was taking somewhere in town, a few conversations, and then they let me go. But the curiosity to always try something new, to yeah. see how things work out. And I, I'm a lazy person, so if I can do things the easier way, fine. Like one of the jobs, yeah. which will come to that later, the reason why I left the job was because I scripted everything. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get to the office, the program runs and gives me all the results of what I needed to do. So I started getting bored. So curiosity and laziness are like the pivotal yeah. anchors of your, oh, trust your, me. <laughs> your productivity. It, it, yes. <laughs> and then that gives me more time to learn other things yeah. in, in this life. And um, the opportunities were there just the fact that i think as normal human beings we don't try to take advantage of those opportunities yeah so i used to learn how to fix computers and i'll charge people for it with which is food um i see the business opportunity for internet there's a problem there has to be a solution yeah that's where my money journey started getting a little bit intensified and i used to work for a company called Africa Harvest Biotech Foundation. Mm-hmm. Still and running. at that time when you were working, you're still in university. Yes. So, so at university, you're, you're running this um, side business, the, yes. the, the Wi-Fi internet distribution. Yes. You are working for Daystar. Yes. You're, and then you're working for this other company. Yes, which yeah. used to pay me 15000 a month. At that time. Really good money. Yeah. And I was still teaching Kung Fu. And you're teaching... <laughs> Okay, actually, there's another question I'd ask you before before we continue that, down that road, um, especially being, um, I guess, a foreigner, so to yeah. speak. Um, at what point does foreign exchange um, make sense to you? Or at what point are you conscious um, about the fact that different currencies, um, you know, can either be more money or less money, depending on which market, that, which market you're in? That only started making sense to me after I went to South Korea. Okay. Yeah. So that's like way, way further down. Okay, so so we can down. get we can get we yeah. can get into that a bit later. All right. So what are you doing with this? With this so you have four revenue streams yes. by the time you're university. What are you doing with the money at that time? Um, I mean, I was trying to reinvest in mm-hmm. in like a, a longer baseband. Okay. To spread the internet further. <laughs> um, I was using it to also, of course, living a good life in mm-hmm. school. I, I I think I really enjoyed my undergrad life. Yeah. So. Beat parties, beat. I mean, the lifestyle was good, and also not to be too dependent on my parents because okay. that was a thing which every young person has been has been groomed to, depending yeah. on parents. 
So I started learning how to be not dependent on dependent on my parents a very long time ago. Yeah. And yeah. and what was your motivation for deciding um the career path that you went down? Like fundamentally what what was at the heart of it? I wanted to be a software developer, a programmer. Mm-hmm. But when I was in St. Mary's and I realized like, wait, breaking things is easier than actually creating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where, and I was not a good programmer at the mm-hmm. time. That was when I started getting so much into cybersecurity, um, the whole ethical hacking. So I used to read ethical hacking books like I was paid. Mm-hmm. When I'm walking to school, I'm mm-hmm. reading. When I'm in the li- in uh, I don't even go to the library. When I go for lunch, mm-hmm. I'm reading a page. Mm-hmm. When I'm free, I'm reading the page. And it's a thing that it just became second nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became the head of the, the chair for our, what you call the data IT um, association. Mm-hmm. And then we used to have a lab where you used to go just hide in there and mm-hmm. read and try things things out. So the curiosity was just another thing for me, which I just knew this was the path that I really wanted to take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward back to Daystar. So yeah. you get through Daystar. Do you get any other jobs? Are you working any other jobs at the point when you're Daystar? So I finished, when I finished Daystar, mm-hmm. I told Africa Harvest Biotech Foundation, somebody advertised a job mm-hmm. um, at Cellulant. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know who Cellulant was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but before that, somebody, there's a lady who offered me a job uh, to be a cybersecurity engineer. I wa- my job was to break into one of the radio stations. I don't mention which one, mm-hmm. which I hacked them completely, mm-hmm. you know, fully. Like it was such yeah. an easy job. Yeah. And I was supposed to get, she never paid me for it, <laughs> which was painful because I felt like the number of hours yeah. that I spent to do yeah. that, I could have actually made a lot of money from doing, reading something else. Yeah. So I always match what the benefit will mean for me mm-hmm. money wise mm-hmm. to exactly what it tasked me to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So she didn't pay me for it, and that was the first painful uh, experience of mm-hmm. being able to spend your time doing something and not being paid for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward later, I um, got to Cellulant. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was uh, sorry. So now, even as you're doing this job, right? Are you? Would you say that you've honed your skills from what you've got at university, or from the general reading and experience? No, it's just that general you reading. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the university at the time, I I actually even change the curriculum <laughs> while you were in university when i was about to finish yeah i told that this this the curriculum has to change in terms of exactly how we we have to do things a little bit different mm-hmm. so if one day i become a lecturer which i am now mm-hmm. that has to change how we teach people mm-hmm. and about uh, cyber security or mm-hmm. technology or mm-hmm. whatever it is and um i did something interesting at daystar which mm-hmm was a way to prove to the lecturers that look we can do things better i mm-hmm. created four students mm-hmm. who don't exist mm-hmm. and they helped to moderate the grades mm-hmm. because does some teachers were favoring others mm-hmm. which i knew mm-hmm. some ladies of certain bodily features yes have been favored than everybody else yeah so now we're all gonna we're not gonna fail just because a teacher likes certain kind yeah. of people so i had to do that so you created four fake students they change all the time automatically yeah. and 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 the teachers were grading the students so when they was, grade yeah collectively yeah before the exams the results go out yeah the grades will moderate automatically automatically so if i get a 60 yeah. which i'm supposed to be below than the, the lower tire yeah i'll get about 65 i will not get 65 but they will not give 60 to a low tire hmm. so nobody has to fail yeah necessarily yeah yeah so were you showing them this once you were done no i was yeah when i did it and i finished i showed them <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun 
own project. Come yeah. on. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so you get to Cellulant. Yes. Um, what what's your entry position, and what are you getting to Cellulant as? I got to Cellulant as an intern. As an intern. Yeah. In fact, I I I wasn't sure I was gonna get that job because mm-hmm. they gave me two exams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three exams. One was Linux operating system. Mm-hmm. The other one was our cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. The third one was databases. Mm-hmm. Database, I failed completely. Failed completely. Failed. Like I didn't even, I couldn't even type a command. <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> uh, Linux, I yeah. knew a bit of Linux because of my experience of what I was learning. Mm-hmm. And cybersecurity, I aced it. Okay. So the day that I actually for, I went for graduation mm-hmm. in May, mm-hmm. that was the day I was being called and I've been told I've been accepted. I'm like, what? How? And they're like, oh, you're the first foreigner you're getting. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And my first salary was at that time as an intern was thirty seven thousand Kenyan shillings, okay. of which they were going to tax. Yeah, of course. So that's how I started learning about taxation because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything to do with the taxation, tax system. Yeah. And so how surprised were you when you got your I was, I was your like, what's it called the net income? Yeah, I was like, what the heck is this? You can't <laughs> give me this amount of money. You said you're gonna pay me thirty eight thousand Kenyan yeah. shillings, and then you give me the. My, 20, my 20 something yeah. i'm like it's not gonna take me anywhere yeah yeah then later after like six months i got confirmed mm-hmm. i became now a full-timer mm-hmm. uh was being offered seventy thousand kind of shillings okay so double but yeah at the time i didn't have a work permit so for okay. them to actually do a work because i was the first foreigner yeah in kenya to be hired yeah so for them to do a work permit for me they said they'll, they'll cover the cost halfway i cover the other cost okay so it was two hundred thousand at the time mm-hmm. um, for the work permit for the, for the year. work permit. So they will take care of a hundred thousand, and you do 100. the other hundred. They'll take they'll deduct ten thousand Kenyan shillings from my salary a every month. month. Okay. So at the end of the day, after the taxes, you, you get you go home with like thirty something thousand Kenyan mm-hmm. shillings, which was, which is where I made another big mistake. Mm-hmm. That I think I'm now out of school. I can spend. I can show people. Are you living at home at this point? Yes, I was living at, yeah. at home. My so expenses were, are being catered for more. Yes, which yeah. was a good thing. Yeah. Then, but a mistake at the time, which every young people, every young person does, which I always advise them: please be wiser now. Yeah. Is going to expensive clubs, <laughs> Bistro to be specific, yeah. Gong yeah. Road those yeah. days. Yeah. Then you get there, you think it. A picture is five hundred shillings. Yeah. So if you buy one, buy one get one free. On uh, when was it? Was it uh, happy thirst- hours? Yeah. Fridays. Yeah. Yes, Fridays. You, you get three jags, three of you, yeah. thousand five hundred. But you realize that the ladies come to pass by. Yeah. You buy a, bottle, a glass of wine, which is like almost 400, 500 shillings. Another one and another one, and then you're like, crap, my cash is finished. Yeah. So before the month even gets to midway. Yeah. <laughs> you have you no have money. <laughs> So luckily, yeah. I lived a walking distance from the <laughs> office. Them, okay. So, so you used to walk to work, used to walk the to second work. half of the month. Yes. Either that or I had a discussion with the taxi drivers and around the area mm. that I'll pay you later or I pay them a bit of money, money at, at the, the beginning. beginning. Then now later they just like, they know I'll pay back yeah. at the end of the month. How, how, how long do you do this routine for? Like how long does it take you to learn that you have, you know, you cannot keep living like this? Well, after the first I think four months, four mm-hmm. five months. I realized like this is becoming too expensive. But also the thing is, we had moments where you know you have ladies you want to take out, you're dating and mm-hmm. everything. That dating life was quite expensive. Yeah, man, you go to a restaurant, and those days you go to Java. Yeah, Java was expensive. Uh, yeah, but again, I was used to Java because of working when I was in Daystar. Java was my place, mm. and I was making enough money to be able to live that lifestyle. Yeah. 
So, so at this point, have you then put the entrepreneurial stuff on the side? Yeah, I put it on the side. Um, there, I wanted to really focus to understand cybersecurity from a corporate perspective okay. properly. Mm. Um, so did that for one year, um, a year, eight months. Uh, so the, after the first year, I got a scholarship mm-hmm. in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started giving notice shortly because the process for the scholarship was freaking long. Okay. Took about eight months. From the time you get the scholarship to the time yes. you leave. Okay. So in August is when I went to South Korea. Okay. That was 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where now my money life started. Right. And that's where you say you also then understand the foreign currency. Foreign currency. Yes. So what, yeah. my dad was sent me money. Mm-hmm. You know, the US dollars. You know, I came with cash. <laughs> yeah, and so, at, so at this point, do you have any savings? No. That's the thing. Because you I spent all of it at, 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 at Brew Bistro. Brew Bistro on, on, on and dating and, and, and everything. Yeah. So again, this was one of the biggest regrets I think I've ever had. And yeah. the biggest lesson I ever tell anyone. Yeah. I spent those money trying to live a life thinking... That you could not afford. Yeah. Alcohol will never finish. Yeah. The dates will never finish. <laughs> New restaurants will always come up. Yeah. And that, that time, my dad kept on telling me to save, but I was not listening. Mm. My mom kept on telling me to save, but so I was, was it like money. I'm not using your money, so yeah, whatever. No money, yeah. you're not giving me money anymore. I'm working, yeah. you know. So that was a, one of the biggest mistake, mistake number one mm-hmm. that I made of not saving when I was young. Mm-hmm. And you see, where I used to think savings means putting aside a huge amount of money, mm-hmm. that was a notion that I had of saving, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Yeah. So Korea was where <laughs> everything became real and then yeah. just i'll now be raw I'm not and even before we get that i'm gonna ask because yeah. you see your dad was sending you money so how so now you're getting from a point where you're not um taking any money from your dad um or your parents for that mm-hmm. matter you're spending all your money albeit at blue bistro whatever it is so how difficult is it now to get him to agree to give you money it was not when you're going to, conversation. <laughs> to korea trust me yeah so he's like why have you saved i said nothing <laughs> I, have, I have zero the only cash i had was the exit money that That's, i was giving yeah. a cellulant gave quite yeah. an amount of money yeah. to me say this is an exit we want to help you go to school right so it's really that means a very good working place yeah so the first day i landed in korea mm-hmm. i had two thousand dollars okay in my pocket but i've met a bunch of foreigners mm-hmm. who we all from different countries mm-hmm. that's another thing mm-hmm. different countries they have different, different rates but the thing is these guys had money and some of them came from programs where they're funded. Mm. So they've given me giving. Your scholarship was... Um, was free schooling, mm-hmm. uh, but you pay for your accommodation, okay. which was cheap, actually. Yeah. Accommodation for three months, for four months, which is a term, a semester, was $1,400. Okay. Which is quite fair. Yeah. For a yeah. really nice Yeah, that's f- four months. Is, yeah. Then that night, we went out... Um, With your $2,000. $2,000. Yeah. I went and spent that money... The first one thousand dollars I spent it in one night, which I have never done in my life. But at that point, you're not thinking because the guy I you went to one of the shops, one yeah. of the 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 clubs, yeah. and the guy the owner of the club can say he would change the money for me. Yeah, which we converted. The Korean money looked a lot. Yeah, so everywhere you go, and you're just spending and buying. So that first night in the morning, I realized like I'm only I'm down to a thousand dollars, and this is supposed to last me for the first one month yeah since it was a new country yeah 
And have you paid your rent at this point? No, that was paid already. Oh, that has been paid. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. This is pocket money. So okay. this is the first time uh, you're coming okay. to the country. This yeah, is living like living, living expenses. expenses. Yeah. So now I had a thousand dollars to to survive for the rest of the month. Twenty nine days. Yeah, and that was just brutal. <laughs> that was that was real brutal for me. Yeah, I somewhat survived, uh, but midweek mid of the month, I just told my dad, "The cash is finished." He's like, "What?" <laughs> This is where yeah. real entrepreneurship came in. Okay. Nothing. Is, I does did. your dad send you money? Yeah, he did. He, he, he did because he, he, he realized that I, mean, I, was, you're in... I, made, I made mistakes. Yeah. You know, and I told him it would never happen again. But again, month two, same thing. <laughs> money was done. Month three, I was spending cash yeah. faster than I expected. And I'm like, I need to find. And what were you spending it on? Imagine food. Food and drinks. And Korea was such a place you needed to go out. You needed to go out. There's so much pressure when it comes to studying. So much. Like Korean Also studying. to decompress. To decompress, you need to go out. Yeah. You need to be able to get out there. And then they have a culture of eating outside. Mm. So whenever you go outside to eat, you're all contributing to that and mm. everything. Which um, became quite difficult for me to, um, to sustain that mm. life. So mm. I decided I needed extra money. Yeah. So I asked all the Africans, yeah. and like, what do you guys do for, <laughs> for extra <laughs> cash? money over here? They're like, teach English. Mm-hmm. But according to the Korean law, mm-hmm. no African is supposed to teach English unless you have a South African passport. Okay, that's... So that was, that was like, test number one. Yeah. So I did a lot of interviews. But I then, very, some, of the, some Kenyans, actually. I was very connected to the Kenyan community mm-hmm. more than Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. Um, they connected me to one of the academies. They have small academies mm-hmm. than schools. Mm-hmm. The academies connected me, and I interviewed. And I started teaching. So Man. how did you how did you bypass that the, the South African? Uh, you hide. You hide. <laughs> <laughs> you go teach. You go somewhere, yeah. and then you hide. Which was so that that was during the first holiday. Mm-hmm. So we came in August. Then whole the whole winter came mm-hmm. and everything. So after like almost six months, yeah. Excuse me. I'm going on holiday. So I started looking for those jobs. But before mm-hmm. I got that job, mm-hmm. I tried to work in a shoe factory. Mm-hmm. Like I was making shoes. You worked in a shoe factory? Yeah. Yeah. I did it for... How, uh, they were paying about... Um, about... 2,500 two bob Kenya shillings. A day? A night. A night. Yeah, because okay. you work at night. 8 okay. to 8. And so I did it 12-hour shift. Yeah. So I did the first night, you know. We did the first four hours. A friend of mine called Musa and I, they were like, ah, this is easy. Yeah. You know, we went now to again another mistake of going to eat expensive food. <laughs> and let me tell you something the way we have beef in kenya yeah. everybody just has beef beef yeah beef is expensive in south korea yeah a small tiny beef will cost you like five thousand kenya shillings yeah so he took me to this beef place which i did not know was really expensive mm-hmm. and we couldn't pay you, you couldn't so pay we couldn't pay we didn't have the money so, so we had to call people to send us cash to our ATM uh, account to pay. So we had to, I went outside and then we draw the cash and came to pay. And I said, I'm never going to live that expensive life I've been living. Yeah, we don't have money. And then that night we got fired. That's <laughs> so now you're broke. Why, why, why <laughs> did you get, get fired? Guess what the reason was? <laughs> We're too tall for the machine. Too tall for the machines. <laughs> 
Musa is my Oh, mind. so you're not so so you weren't as productive as as is Apparently. it like was it a productivity yeah. thing? Yeah, so they're like if we hire you full time, yeah, you will not you'll be slow. Your man. ROI is yeah, not gonna because be because us guys have to bend a little bit to, ah. to scrub the shoe and everything. <laughs> and I'm just they're like, come on, man. Yeah, it was fine. We could do, we yeah. could do the work. Yeah. So that I had to go look for another job. I started working in a rubber factory. Uh, and at this point, are you living hand to mouth? Yes, essentially your hand to mouth. Yeah, yeah. just see, it's just that your accommodation is paying is paid for. Paid but for by my dad. Now I moved to a hostel mm-hmm. outside of school mm-hmm. because the holiday I didn't want to stay inside, and for me to be able to work, I need to stay outside of school yeah. because the school has some rules about timing and everything. Yeah, and then I got a hostel which said you can sleep in the hostel, you have to work in a cafe. They have. Mm-hmm. They had a school, a cafe for teaching English and everything. So I was working as a cafe manager, mm-hmm. and that was the first management job I've ever had. Because mm-hmm. I have to manage people. Yeah. I have to talk to them. I have to tell them do this, yeah. do that, move here. And then there are more a lot of travelers from so many countries. Mm-hmm. It was quite fun. Mm-hmm. But then I started another business there, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was party organizing. Party organizing. So I became a party organizer. Yeah. And I did everything. I I devised a way of being able to get people drunk. So devise the way. Yeah, to get I read. Drink. So there's a way you have to link alcohol and music. Mm-hmm. So when it's th- so I said, if you pay three thousand Kenya shillings, mm-hmm. you can drink all you can between uh, eight p.m. and twelve p.m. Okay, twelve midnight. Okay, but the thing is, the bottles we're using are cheap alcohol, mm-hmm. which happens everywhere. So mm-hmm. when they mix for you and everything, mm-hmm. we add a lot of extra, mm-hmm. which is gonna get you drunk. But by the time these are all. All the tequilas and mm-hmm. no, no, not tequila. I made the vodkas mm-hmm. and the and the gins. Mm-hmm. But by nine thirty, mm-hmm. we introduced I introduced Jello shots, mm-hmm. which is what sugar. Yeah. By that point, then by nine forty-five, almost ten. Yeah. I increase the music, mm-hmm. which stimulates you to drink more. Yeah. So you can like, keep drinking more, mm-hmm. and by eleven, introduce more sugar, mm-hmm. and you can't drink anymore. So essentially, people are drinking for two hours. Yes. But they think uh, they're drinking the, for yeah. For but the they have like we've paid for drinks, unlimited. And they can't drink that good. much. Yeah, there's only so much they can drink. So yeah. that and I read about the whole if you increase the music at a, even if you're in club right now, yeah. you should listen to it. Mm. There's a way that when the music, there's a point in time the music goes a bit louder. Yeah, that's just to encourage you to actually drink. To get another it's drink. a stimulant. Yeah. So I did that. I started racing frogs. Racing eels, frogs. Race. Yeah. By 11, people, I put, I, I got a, a wooden uh, plaque. Yeah. Put this on the side and then drew, I made them into yeah. four, uh, four quarters. Yeah. So people place bets. Okay. So and the money is in the bets. Yes. Okay. So if you guys give money. Yeah. So I used to make almost like that will cost, I mean, the bet will come to a total of almost two or $300 mm-hmm. for the night. Mm-hmm. And I know a frog. <laughs> How Eels. do you get the frogs to get to the other side? Uh, they'll keep on jumping. <laughs> no, what was the motivation to get the frogs to the other side? They'll keep on shouting. The oh, they shout at the yeah. frogs. And they... <laughs> but but I, I built a cage for that. <laughs> so frogs, eels, crabs. Uh-huh. The crab race was quite interesting. So yeah. you hold the crab and then they're running, 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 running. Yeah. Then you go another round. Then the winner, uh, the winning, the person who actually win, they win as a team. Okay. Like, there's a win. It's just a tequila bottle, which is really cheap. So you've paid to bet, yeah, but you win um, a tequila bottle, which okay. I will encourage you to share with the with the, the entire club. Right. We're not too many, yeah. So everybody gets to share that shot, yeah. So I get shot glasses. We share the same tequila, yeah. And then, so at that time, I've made almost ten thousand Kenya shillings, yeah, in one night. In one night, give the the club owner 
the, the cafe owner his, his, his cash, cash as well yeah. it was a very nice exchange of foreigners and Koreans mm-hmm. it was a very good energy as well they're from there I take them to now the club club mm. club ghetto mm. very mm. interesting place mm. and the club I made an agreement that mm. I'll bring people you give me free drinks mm. free drinks give me uh, a table mm-hmm. so I had a table of my own a mm-hmm. VIP table mm-hmm. I had got a bottle of Jägermeister but of tequila uh, of, uh, of absolute vodka mm. and I bring a crowd mm. so I made a playlist for the club mm. when Kenyans are coming I this is what is Kenyans there's Kikuyu music mm. it was fun yeah so that's the business I was running yeah then at a point in time I did a very interesting job where mm. after teaching English mm-hmm. where they I did my contract ended for some time and how much how much did they pay to teach well teaching English was what well, I used to make about two thousand dollars a month Okay, thousand dollars a month. Yeah, which okay. was good. Yeah, and I did a very most unorthodox kind of job, mm-hmm. which was working in a in a sex toy factory. In a sex toy factory. Yeah, I was filling dildos. <laughs> <laughs> With what? So jolly. So there are different right. sections. There are guys yeah. in the electronic section. Yeah. Electronic dildos. Yeah. I was a filler. You know, this place, it feels. I pass it on. You pass it on the next guy. <laughs> the next guy goes to see. How long did you do that for? Whole <laughs> night. But I did it for one day and I said, you know what? <laughs> this cannot be my life. But that's where yeah. I, I realized, like, wait, why am I doing such jobs? So I started creating computer viruses. I used to create back in the day. Yes. Uh, I created computer viruses. I used to sell them in an underground market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but of course, on the side, I was writing papers. I was publishing papers. And then one of the, one of, one of some agency found mm-hmm. me and said, look, we want you to do research. We'll pay you for research. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is um, you do the research. We we'll mm. pay for it, and that became my extra source of income. Mm-hmm. These guys made me understand money mm-hmm. uh, extra mm-hmm. because they used to. Guess how much the guys used to pay me for one meeting? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, let's see, if you're saying that you were getting two thousand dollars for the Eng- for teaching for teaching English, that's for a month. That's for a month. But this guy was paying me five hundred dollars for one sitting. For one sitting and in that sitting you're just exchanging ideas yeah so i tell him look i've read about abcd mm-hmm. he tells me oh there's a conference you're going for there's a i tell him the conferences that are coming mm-hmm. he pays me for the conferences mm-hmm. pay for my accommodation mm-hmm. gives me money for, and just ask you to get, insight get information and insights what are people thinking what are people researching that's and i'm like wait so knowledge is actually that expensive yeah intelligence is expensive yeah this guy i just want to know what other people are doing in yeah. research what are the topics of presentation and what are people discussing and i'm like this is not a bad idea I are mean, you still com- um, creating computer viruses at this point? yes i was still creating <laughs> what are your ethics around creating computer people viruses? want to buy there's always a buyer <laughs> so there's no so for you at that point in time there's no right or wrong no no no, no. Sort of it's, and i was not doing really malicious stuff with it yeah it's it's basically whoever wants to use it somebody always buy yeah but I got the point i started doing more research than creating computer okay. viruses and everything right. so still living hand to mouth at this point um sometimes yes mm-hmm. because the lifestyle has to continue oh so, <laughs> so at this and point, it's korea at this you know. point you're still at a pretty expensive lifestyle yes um, but korea is expensive so okay. it it took it took time for me to be able to adjust to that lifestyle. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it really took me a long time. And the thing is, I stopped asking my dad for money. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so also that income stream also Still, is not exactly. there. Exactly. Okay. So right. I'm like, don't send me money. But when things get really you bad, know, that you know. the job changes and everything, mm. then I can ask for money. Mm. 
Um, so that that happened for a while. So uh, savings is still savings was still not there. Still non-existent. Still non-existent. Okay. So and then sometimes you know again I was being stupid enough to try to do a dating long distance dating life. Okay. So. I guess sponsoring so someone here, <laughs> dude. That was expensive. Buying yeah. flowers remotely. Yeah, it was not, <laughs> it was it was not, not easy. Yeah, it was not easy. And that went on for some time. And I mean, I finished my masters. Uh, unfortunately, I overdid my credits. Okay. So instead of 20, 28 credits, I did forty-two. So that's that's not overdoing. That's like something. That's almost double. I was I was just curious about mm-hmm. classes and things. People are doing amazing things in other units. I'm like I need to learn how businesses mm-hmm. are working, and I wanted to be an overall cybersecurity tech bro. <laughs> how do you how I know mean, now as you're talking about all these things? I mean, you're saying you're doing 48 credits as opposed to to 26, is it? Yeah. How instead of 24, I did 42. Uh, 24, you do 42. How are you reconciling? How do you reconcile the fact that you say you're lazy? lazy because well i like shortcuts to things <laughs> yeah and i knew eventually yeah. that's gonna save me from a lot of things in the future okay okay <laughs> that's my idea anyway yeah that i want to be so knowledgeable in every part of tech mm-hmm. that even if i'm not the expert i will be able to answer okay so i was learning things about gsm i was learning things about uh, machine learning mm-hmm. i did a class on um on the AI and everything, and, mm-hmm. and the, the exam was one line. Mm-hmm. We have to explain a robot moving in a box mathematically, which was things I never ever thought I'd ever do, mm-hmm. you know. So I finished, I came back to Kenya. Mm-hmm. I sold everything, by the way. Oh, I um, said, Look, I'm done with school. My speech can be later in the mm-hmm. future. I landed here. My dad was like, You're going back. He called my professor. He's like, This guy is coming back um, to Kenya, to Korea, to do his PhD. So immediately I applied for a scholarship. I got it again. Mm-hmm. So I went back. But by, by that time, you know, I only spent one year on campus. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the time yeah, yeah, was you were off outside. campus. Right. So paying for that rent, paying for food and everything was all my side gigs. Yeah. Um, at a point in time, I worked at, at the Samsung factory. Mm-hmm. Worked at the LG factory. Mm-hmm. I was making TV stands and, and microwave knobs. And I did, by those things I do for like three days, I'm like, nah, this cannot be my life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but a yeah. teaching of English yeah. was and intermittent. Yeah, yeah, and then also oh, the contracts would keep coming every so. Yeah, long. every every now and then they're like, oh, even did a, I did work as being a Father Christmas. Santa like Claus. you put on the Santa yeah. Claus at a mall or like bro. At a, yeah, I used to beatbox on the streets. I used to play drums on the street. I used to dance. I used to do street battle of dancing. So you did ev- anything you possibly could. Anything to, to, to that raise. could make that extra cash. Yeah. I used to win blow dryers for my hair. <laughs> I don't have hair, but guys, guys, we used to win anything and yeah. everything, and yeah. we sell it. Yeah. Now, so my entrepreneurship skills have always been there. Anything yeah. that I can do to make that extra money. What was but the drive at that point was survival. It was survival. It was survival, but yeah. also learning mm-hmm. things that they see. Koreans are doing that as an everyday mm. lifestyle. Why can't we do it? I don't see that happening in Kenya. Mm-hmm. That a university student who is in Daystar, mm-hmm. who is considered prestigious, mm-hmm. doesn't want to be seen in a restaurant. But I was in a restaurant, I was a bartender mm-hmm. at a point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't we do the same thing? And they do it so casually. Mm-hmm. If you see every convenience store that people are selling things, they're students. Yeah. And a student is studying at the same time selling. Yeah. Studying and studying the whole night. Yeah. We don't do we don't have that kind of a culture here yeah here you do you you go to sell in a store it's like you're degrading have, yourself yeah, and yeah. you're like 
but there they're like we need to make they need to the make extra, the extra money yeah but finishing the phd i finished the phd in two years because of the extra, the extra credits. credits okay and instead of doing six uh, so now i only had to do 30 credits mm-hmm. for phd mm-hmm. instead of doing th- uh, six credits per semester mm-hmm. no three credits per semester maximum i did 10. Mm. so one and a half years i you finished the, the phd course I knew what I wanted to write about, so I started mm. writing about that way before. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Came back to Kenya, do research, did research, took the results back, finished all of that. Now came back to Kenya. Yeah. But before coming back, I started applying for jobs. Okay. Most so at this time you're twenty twenty eight. Twenty eight. So twenty eight. You're coming back. Yeah. Um, savings are little to none still. Little to none. Uh, uh, but you have a PhD. And I had a PhD. You have work experience. Well, well, I was overqualified. Yeah, and experienced in a, in in a typical corporate world. Yes. So a lot and of and a job, threat for anyone who exactly be so hired. most jobs yeah. don't want to hire you. Yeah. I got a job offer in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. uh, which was gonna be sixteen thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it. They're like, we can't. I we can't keep you for long. We know you will leave. Yeah. Eventually, so there's no. So yeah. There's no point of hiring you yeah. when you're gonna leave in a year. Mm. And I'm like, come on, I'll stay for five years. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like nope, $16,000. Yeah. And at that time, I thought $16,000 was a lot of money. Yeah, because that equates to over 100 That's one point, over, yeah. That's 1.8 million. Yeah. Or what? 1.8, 1.9 million Kenyan shillings. Yeah. And I was 28. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But, and I passed all the exams. That's yeah. a funny thing. So that wasn't working, and I applied back to Cellulant, mm-hmm. and I a tougher exam mm-hmm. i came back as a head of cyber security mm-hmm. uh, but even all the years when i was in south korea whenever i come back to kenya i was still working for cellular uh you're touching basically yeah cellular. so yeah. i come back and work for a few months and i go back yeah. come back work for a few months so i had that whole not i built yeah. a whole new team before i even went back mm. my phd so i came back uh became the head of cyber security did it for one year and this is now where my life changed okay went to internet solutions okay Ooh. Sorry, so when you're going yeah. back to Cellulant as a head of cybersecurity, what kind of range of, of, of salary are we talking at that time? So at that time, I was making 300,000 Kenya shillings. That uh, gross? Gross. Okay. And I was like, ah, I can move out. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So after the first three months, I told my parents, I'm out. It's out. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm and out. What, yeah, what's your lifestyle then at that point? Have you... <laughs> hey, now this is where I was like, wait, I studied for so long. Yeah. It's you about time. <laughs> Let me enjoy. You know, I just see all my guys, all my friends yeah. driving cars yeah. and everything thing and and that was just a whole different lifestyle so yeah. i was living on riverside mm-hmm. paying about i was paying right for sixty thousand kenya mm-hmm. shillings uh, but that's where my eyes opened to join a circle mm-hmm. so my dad really forced me to join a circle mm-hmm. called kanisa circle mm-hmm. so i started putting small money you know five thousand kenya shillings drop it there two thousand drop it there mm-hmm. every other month but a lot more money was going to an expensive entertainment lifestyle yeah. than than um, than that uh, there's even a, a, an app some nigerian app which i downloaded some time back mm-hmm. just to track my expenses and everything and i was like a lot of cash is going to food and entertainment, entertainment. but because i was working so freaking hard mm-hmm. that i don't have time to i don't have time to cook yeah but my mom also know was was living in raptor road so riverside raptor road just, pick, just yeah. pick, pick food and eat once in a while but again i guess from late junking a lot of of, of the time mm. it people don't know that becomes really expensive mm. small, when, when small, the small costs yeah. add up yeah 
then again the most expensive thing any man will go through which i keep on telling people dating you go on a date yeah. five thousand ten thousand gone. gone you know and you go out to drink after that twenty thousand gone in a weekend you're spending almost thirty thousand kenya shillings yeah. every weekend yeah. on drinks yeah you know the next thing you know how much are you really making if yeah. you're making three hundred thousand kenya shillings that'll come to about two twenty yeah to twenty sixty thousand kenya shillings to, to rent to rent they have to pay a leg yeah. internet so when you have about 120k left and everything of but which? i had a yeah which was going but i had a habit which i started i give i give my mom part of my cash okay. every month mm-hmm. not to save just to appreciate her. okay i do that every, i religiously do that till today mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know um and then i'm like i'm living hand to mouth so if end of the month salary does not come on time you're in trouble i'll be in trouble yeah but but then you have the circle where you're putting little yes, little, little, bits little of bit of money okay um yeah so after one year yeah. of living there is where there's a guy called vimal mm-hmm. uh when i met i met a cellulant mm-hmm. i became the head of cyber security mm-hmm. for cellulant as a business mm-hmm. now i have to be an entrepreneur and start a business as a department Mm. I have to hire people, mm-hmm. which was easy for me, but I have to understand the numbers. Mm. So I've been told the, the PNL sheet, yeah, PNL, ACV, MRR. I'm just like, what are these terms? Like yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, but the guy Vimal schooled me on how to calculate margins, how mm-hmm. to calculate um, commissions, how to calculate all of those, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm. I can make a lot of money if I just sell to the right person. Mm-hmm. I can make a lot of money if I just get to calculate my right commission. Mm-hmm. I can make a lot of money if I partner with the right salesperson mm-hmm. internally mm-hmm. who we can split the commission. The commission. Yeah. And how are we gonna split the commission? The, so all that math now became started making sense and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So cash that I've put in the circle mm-hmm. got to a point where I could now buy a car. Okay. Um so bought my first but again, I did. I was still doing side gigs. Yeah. Um, I started working for a company in the UK mm-hmm. um, where I was doing policies. So, I, so one of the biggest airlines, I was on who did their policies for them. Their their cybersecurity cyber security policy. cybersecurity policies, which yeah. I feel so proud of. I just can't mention the name. The name. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Yeah. So it was such a that was the biggest job I've ever yeah. done, and I did a few presentations. Yeah. And I, so I I do a lot of presentations, mm-hmm. cybersecurity talks. And again, I didn't understand one word which I think we all misalign mm-hmm. when it comes to even getting payment for things, mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. I used to charge 20,000 Kenya shillings mm-hmm. to do a presentation. Mm-hmm. Just to do a presentation. Do a presentation. Around, yeah. Then a company, one of the companies that I went to uh, were called Mimecast. Mimecast mm-hmm. was doing a presentation and I said, guys, you're salespeople. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing out the, the proper details of this product. Mm-hmm. Let me do it for you. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, can you just give us a demo? I showed them a demo and I gave them a flow of how things are. They're like, can you come to South Africa and do the same presentation for us? I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. They're like, how much would you charge? I said, you give me what you want. Mm-hmm. That's mistake number one. Mm-hmm. But the guys gave me a contract. Mm-hmm. Guess how much? They pay me $1,000. Per presentation. For that presentation. They're like, we'll take care of your flight, mm-hmm. business class. We'll take care of your accommodation mm-hmm. in a hotel where the, pres- the conference will be and drink and eat whatever you want mm-hmm. at any time mm-hmm. on them mm-hmm. and you'll still give me a thousand dollars that's when i'm like wait i could actually make a lot of money speaking about what is in my head yeah 
that became now my side gig. So you're going to so so this is how this develops. So you're going to different conferences talking about cybersecurity yes. essentially. Yeah. And people are paying you to come to their conferences and, yeah. and educate them on which I still do till today. Yeah. So a lot of times even most of the things that I do in terms of presentations is what gives me the extra money. Mm-hmm. Which I said I can use those money for spending, mm-hmm. but everything else goes to savings. Yeah. So I started learning about the whole savings. I my cash in Sacco, I was able to get a small loan. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take it for too long. Yeah. Bought my first car. Yeah. Um, I paid back that loan in two months. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> now yeah. I had two yeah. other jobs. I that, mean, I had side businesses. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is the power of the Sacco. Yeah. Right. So at that time, of course, the whole the notion about money markets mm-hmm. started coming in a lot. I said, look, I don't trust all of these insurance companies. Yeah. Um, that uh, are there yeah. but i need to make sure that i can still make money so that business i um how do you call it i kept on doing that for some time yeah S- presentations uh, and how are you finding your your clients to be able to make these presentations so the more i go for those conferences mm-hmm. i know how to be able to have conversations with them with them and with somebody sees you they're like hmm, how come we never thought about this can mm-hmm. you come educate our people on cyber security mm-hmm. i go and I was undercharging as well. Mm-hmm. Even, at a thousand, even at $1,000, even at $1,000, you still Some of them were $300, others are $500. Mm. And then I'm like, why not? So that became quite a, a business model yeah. that I was doing for a very long time. Yeah. But I made that, I declared that at, at Internet Solutions yeah. that they, I um, get to do side gigs. People yeah. call me and they're not the client of Internet Solutions, yeah. so you should understand. Yeah. Um, they now started... <laughs> and when you move when you move now to internet solutions, have they increased your salary? Have they yeah, increased they your offer? Yeah, yeah, they did. By they what did. percentage? You can talk percentages. Mm, by almost a hundred percent. Almost hundred percent. So yeah. almost double. Okay. Almost double. Yeah. Okay. Almost double. But the benefits were better. Okay. Yeah, they had huge benefits. Mm-hmm. Then. And at this point in time, you're still living on your own. Living on my own. Expenses are still the same. So they're still the same. Yeah. But now, at least now, I put cash into, into my circle, which I just <laughs> like, I need to just put some yeah, cash there. Yeah. Until I started dating somebody who I knew I was going to get married to. Okay. And we decided to get a baby. Yeah. That's where <laughs> <laughs> real financial education came in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's not me anymore. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There's another human being on the way, mm-hmm. and that's my wife to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have to start re strategizing. Mm-hmm. So I started putting money in uh, an education fund okay. for my daughter before she even gets to be born. Mm-hmm. So I put in half a million every year mm-hmm. uh, in the APSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew the returns will, will come much later. Yeah. Um, then I put a little bit of cash in money markets as well. Mm-hmm. But the main focus was that kind of a thing. But it, again, at that point, I had to move houses where I was staying. Because, yeah. uh, it was a two-bedroom house, but in a basement somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to Raptor Road, mm-hmm. and that cost was twice. Twice the amount of, of, of rent, mm-hmm. twice expenses, twice of everything. Mm-hmm. Meaning I need more sources of income. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to set up a company because I'm always charging as bright. Yeah. So that 5% gets to be taken away and... I mean, it was just quite difficult trying to balance all of those kind yeah. of, um, of uh, how do you call it, of a life. Yeah. But my my party life reduced significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, focus became 
uh, more family and everything. So when the family is there, you yeah. need to look for extra income. cash. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a motivation. For so and at this point, you had two two other revenue streams. Um, there's a main job. Yes. and there's the presentations. The presentations. And people started asking for security assessments, okay. which I do for them as well. Okay. Which actually used to generate a lot more cash because mm-hmm. one security assessment can go for half a million. One security assessment. How yeah. long would that take? Mm, about a week mm-hmm. or two max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're doing it all on your own. So there's nobody else that you're paying. No. There's no one else. Just you on your own. Just me. Okay. Which was good money. Yeah. So yeah. That sounds like it. Then later I realized I started getting stretched thin. Mm-hmm. I can't be everywhere. Yeah. So I started now consult having consultants mm-hmm. that you come in, you will do part of the work, but I will pay you mm-hmm. an amount of money that we agree on from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, your three sources of income. Yeah. Families now coming together. So you're saying you're investing in your daughter's education policy. Yes. Money market funds. Yes. Are you still putting money in the circle? Sacco, yes. You still put money in the circle. Okay. Yeah. And then you still have a bit of money to I guess spend on, to on spend yourself. and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to live a little as yeah. well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then but life changes of things of my car needs to change. Yeah. It was becoming too expensive. And I, look a BMW was three twenty I was such an expensive car to maintain. Yeah. You're spending yeah, all on their flatbeds. Flatbeds. Yeah. And I, I'm like, so I got to the point I had to wake up and I was like, guys, I can't be spending almost 50,000 Kenya shillings mm-hmm. to 100,000 Kenya shillings a month Just fixing this car. this car. And it was so low. If I carry three people, that's it. Yeah. And I think even, <laughs> and let me tell you something, I yeah. think my mechanic even jinxed me. Yeah. Because every time I drive to, Ngo, to Langata Road, yeah. I had to park the car at his garage. Something <laughs> always happens between the Bagathi and the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to park the car at his garage yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Then he tells me 50K, 80K, mm-hmm. 100K. And I'm like, this cannot be the life. Yeah. So I took cash from the circle, mm-hmm. sold the BMW, yeah. took the car, cash from the circle three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I took about twice. No? Was it? Okay, an, an amount. Yeah. And bought a Prado. Mm-hmm. And that became much easier to maintain. Yeah. Cheaper to maintain. Services were cheaper. Parts were cheaper. Yeah. Um, which I tell everybody, get a car that you can maintain. Don't yeah. get the flashy lifestyle yeah. kind of car where it becomes quite difficult for you to use. Yeah. So that actually reduced my, my, my your, expenditure your, yeah. by far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a family car as well. Mm. So you'll be able to know. Yeah. I was able to actually live. Yeah. It became a much easier yeah. lifestyle for me. And yeah, so I stayed at Internet Solutions, which merged with Dimension Data. Mm-hmm. Um, then I left Dimension mm-hmm. Data after a year and a half when they merged. Mm-hmm. So I was there for like four years. Mm-hmm. They got into another job where, again, salary went increment. about, it became now quite a significant amount. Yeah. And that, that job didn't stay for too long mm-hmm. with some differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's when I was like, hmm. You know what? I need to understand the value of who I am exactly. Yeah. But so there was that job which was paying pretty well. Mm-hmm. I had extra sources of income, mm-hmm. but all of that time I was going through a marriage mm-hmm. detail. Mm-hmm. So a lot of cash went was into get, getting the marriage. <laughs> into getting the marriage. You know, you rush the processes. Shows, yeah. the processes the it was expensive, mm-hmm. really expensive. So after that, we had to do a wedding right after. Mm-hmm. Again, weddings are not cheap. <laughs> yes. The budget that we had for a wedding, yeah. it went double. 
then so what you ended up spending was double what you double had what we spend. had so later i look at it i'm like wait the amount of money that i spent in those three years mm-hmm. i never knew i could actually make that much money mm. i never knew i could actually make generate that much millions income. of revenue yeah. so it just needs a better way of planning mm-hmm. to be able to do the same thing yeah so i literally just and then for the fact that the job that I was in was not paying on time, mm-hmm. it distorts everything. Mm-hmm. So if it mm-hmm. does, the cash doesn't come into the month, yeah. it spills over to the next month. Then also, I also had a credit card, mm-hmm. which was saving me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people hate credit cards, mm-hmm. but I think to me, for it you, comes they through. Yeah. Um, if only you know the percentages to pay back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> properly. Yeah, yeah. And I used to make a mistake of paying back everything automatically. Mm-hmm instead of waiting for the credit card to debit mm, mm. and i used to say I, I used to do a debit of 100 percent yeah um instead of doing a debit of 50 percent. okay so the credit practically card, practically what difference does that make it does make the difference of when they have to take and the the, the time span that they have to take to have to debit your card okay so the credit card really helped me for moments where i don't have money mm-hmm. i don't want to ask my wife for <laughs> for, for money, for, money yeah. for her savings I didn't want to touch the circle. I said, mm-hmm. I'm never going back to the circle to take cash from it. Okay. Uh, it should be for an emergency, like if worse come to worse. Yeah. So I was still... And then there's an education policy which you're Education policy that I've never touched. Yeah. That it's, it's locked. Yeah. I, said, I even told them, never. Yeah. <laughs> no matter if I no call matter you, what, just don't... Never, because yeah. it takes about three or four years before you can even start making profit ah, out of it. Okay. So if you take it out early, yeah. you're making a loss. Yeah. So... That is there. The money markets, I took a pause mm-hmm. because the income stream was not fluent. Yeah. Um, but I got another job mm-hmm. later, which cash is coming in on time. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do my um, my my other businesses. And I registered a company, mm-hmm. which was able to actually now get proper jobs, which yeah. is a big difference. Mm-hmm. That when you have a company, they pay you better than as an individual. Than as an individual, yeah. So... I got on a security assessment, which will cost nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. shillings. Um, so you can do in in the company's name, you can charge nine hundred thousand shillings. In your name, you charge half a million. Yes, okay. or less. But now I charge almost a million. There's one which I for one point two mm-hmm. million, mm-hmm. and I make a decision of thirty percent or twenty percent, depending on how much it is, mm-hmm. stays in the company mm-hmm. for operational expenses. Mm-hmm. The other bits, I take a bit for myself, yeah. and I pay the people the who people. are also part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's everybody goes home happy. Yeah. In that case, but I'm doing that in a way to be able to actually build the profile of the company. Yeah. So that's how it has been so far. Yeah. Yeah. And I make sure it doesn't interfere with my nine to five. Yeah. Uh, and as well, I've invested some of those cash into other businesses. Mm. So I'm part of an ed tech company. Mm-hmm. Um, an investment, some people think an investment needs to be cash. Yeah. Investment can also be time. Yeah. So getting equity in a company and I spend time to be able to restructure or do things and work for that company. Yeah. Um, did that for some time. And then the other bit, which is, so there's a few companies that I do that for. Mm-hmm. And then some people just want to consult you. Mm-hmm. Typical example, um, just two days ago, as a person who said, I need you for three months. Mm-hmm. You just come help me structure the future of what we're gonna build. Mm-hmm. They're good already. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Has an amazing team. Not that he doesn't trust his team. Mm-hmm. He just wants a different set of eyes, and that's a good sources of income, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then also, also I lecture at Strathmore, yeah. um, which every semester 
I teach as a, a one a course, of, yeah, just one actually one course, mm-hmm. but they have different uh, number of hours. Okay, so that is what I use to translate into my rent. Okay, so this the, this the Strathmore part time lecturing is what's paying your rent. It's what pays my rent. Yeah, because uh, most of the courses are about sixty hours, okay. which is a good amount of money. Yeah, but the ones that are shorter don't mm-hmm. pay too much. Mm. But I calculate it in the sense of that should be my rent money not mm. <laughs> my mm. salary should not yeah. pay yeah. so if i use my salary mm-hmm. or any other kind of business money to pay rent yeah that will cover for yeah, it later when they because they don't pay immediately yeah they pay at the end they of, pay, uh, at the uh, end of the, the semester i don't know that i know the semester is an extra month uh, well, if you started the okay, next so after, you've done, after you finish the semester you give them all the details yeah they process the invoice then pay yes. a month after so that, that kind okay. of spreads out for my yeah so that's basically how i've been doing yeah. my so that's like what four four five different um revenue streams right now because yeah it's a part-time lecturing yeah nine to five job the company um and then the consulting yeah and the consulting okay. goes beyond kenya yeah because some people consult from from france mm-hmm. from ghana from uk and that's one which i learned a very important lesson from a very good um, um how do you call it oil engineer mm-hmm. he charges Per, sec, per, per minute, for every minute you call him, yeah. he charges for that. So he has a satellite phone, yeah. has a normal phone for the yeah. country, it has a remote phone. Yeah. So if you can be on a flight, you'll call him, you'll get him. And, but he'll charge you for he'll it. He'll charge you for it. Because he's the kind of guy who knew, a guy was making, I think, uh, $70,000 a month. Tax-free. I know, working as And if he leaves that job, yeah. you can only hire him after two years. Of which the company which has either his left, yeah. you have to pay him an amount, amount for, of that money for that for two that years. two years. You have to keep it a monthly, yeah. because he's so valuable and his knowledge, yeah. the value he has, yeah. is that you can't afford to let him to go let to him another go. company. Yeah. That's how he used to be. Yeah. So he will pay him. So a that monthly. was your. That's your as, uh, aspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So the, he 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 sat me down. The guy taught me this thing, and that was the first time, first and last I ever rode in La Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> in his Lamborghini. In, in Lamborghini, his yeah. Lamborghini in South yeah. Korea. He paid a taxi guy who brought me to his the island where he was mm-hmm. to stay for the whole time. Yeah. And took me back, and I was just like, "How do you make that much money?" So later I, I tried that with someone. I mm-hmm. said. Look, if you ever call me for an advice, even via WhatsApp, you'll yeah. pay for it. Yeah. And this guy started paying me sixty euros for every call. For every for, for every for every thirty minutes he yeah. calls. So if you call me for ten minutes, so you have a timesheet essentially. Yeah. If you, if and then if I do jobs for him, um, every hour I calculate the number of hours. Every hour was fifty euros. Yeah. And I tell him I've spent ten hours doing this job. Yeah. So times fifty euros, and he pays. So I started learning that concept. I'm like, hmm, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Incident response, people have to make smart decisions yeah. very quickly. And if you are valuable enough to be able to actually give that knowledge to that person to yeah. stop something from happening, yeah. they'll, pay you, they'll pay you for it. As we wrap up, because this has been quite the story, I think. Yeah. yeah just hearing, I mean, it worked, worked from, from essentially a shoe factory to <laughs> all sorts of unspeakable places but pole um, dancing pole, oh pole dancing yeah. as well. <laughs> anyway so what's 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 one lesson that um i guess you can you can share um when it comes to um your ability to make money um and what you've learned so i'll start with the biggest regret yeah was not starting to save early okay. enough i think i had the ability to mm-hmm. And there's never enough that you can ever save. Yeah. 
yeah i wish i started those tiny 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 savings but my biggest lesson is is two things um when i got an assistant mm -hmm. my life became completely different mm -hmm. because i there's a day i forgot a client's proposal mm -hmm. for three thousand five hundred dollars mm -hmm. i forgot like completely forgot. i forgot completely forgot and to be honest it slipped my mind easiest job to do mm -hmm. But it completely slipped my mind because I was the one with the proposal. I am to get to do the invoice. I have to do the presentation. Then I have to do the job as well. And I still had a nine to five. So I said, no, this is not going to go on like this. And I got an assistant who manages my life. Mm -hmm. Even now, people meeting me sometimes. He gets to book those meetings, mm -hmm. structure me and everything. We got some tools. We got a tool called Notion. Mm -hmm. Every documentation of meetings what timings mm -hmm. where i'm going so i know even if i forget something mm -hmm. he knows to be able to jump in mm -hmm. for me if it's an mm -hmm. online meeting mm -hmm. saying i'll be there right now or just to communicate yeah that made me to actually have more time to be able to look for other avenues of, mm -hmm. of stream of, of mm -hmm. income streams mm -hmm. and also collaboration mm -hmm. before i want to do everything because i can keep all the cash yeah for myself yeah and i'm like no but if i spend a whole week doing this job do the security assessment, do their presentation details and reporting, and I made $3,500. I can't take another client. I can't mm. do anything else. Mm. So I started now distributing to other people. Yeah. You know, so I said, look, you are really good at this. Come in, do it. And I'll be able to pay for this. Yeah. Or better yet, my assistant can do most, most of the jobs as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I pay him extra for now for, those... for the extra jobs that we yeah, do yeah apart from my normal rate yeah. with him of yeah. being my my executive assistant yeah. so collaboration it really helps mm -hmm. there's some companies that i get to work with and i said i can't do this job can i give it to you mm -hmm. and they take it and they get it done and i get my commission from mm -hmm. there so collaborating with people is the easiest way to be able to actually make money mm -hmm. people think just doing it all by yourself is the easiest way you're not yeah. going to and also getting people who can assist you that's another very easy way of being able to make sure that you can you can get to generate multiple yeah. sources of income and last but not least you have to keep on studying something new yeah the things that i'm doing today yeah another kid will come do it tomorrow yeah exactly the same way yeah. if not better so you have to keep you have to keep reading and keep trying something new yeah um yeah see before i was just a guy who used to do presentations yeah. now i'll tell you i'll do a presentation and i'll consult you um, at a point in time, I started doing influencer marketing. Yeah. So tech companies come to Kenya, they want to get me for to 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 be a thought leader mm -hmm. uh, for a particular product. Yeah. I said I can do that for you, but I can also help you structure how Touching. to get it to the market. Yeah. That's another that's another extra source of income. They're yeah. like, okay, we never thought about that. Yeah. Instead of hiring a a, comp a marketing company to go get all the details for you, you pay me. I will tell you where to sell and where not to sell and yeah. where to how to strategize. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. I, I start looking for new ways. Learning, my, I had to learn marketing. Yeah, I had to learn data science. I had to learn sales. Yeah, and as so I watch YouTube videos, Udemy at classes to understand the sales processes. I follow very interesting people on online yeah. just to understand even negotiation skills. Yeah, that everybody, if 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 anything that can make anybody extra money, yeah, be a salesperson. Yeah, sell anything. Yeah. Sell water to fish. Yeah. Salesperson, <laughs> so I wanted to fish. Yeah. If you can sell, yeah, money should not be that yeah. difficult to come by. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I usually ask this question. This is the last question I ask, but 
I'll ask it in an inverted sense because you sound like you're in a really good place money wise and everything. I guess my question would be when you when you when you are starting this journey, um, yeah. when you are at Daystar, did you see this for yourself? Did you see this um, as potential and things that you would be able to um, achieve within a decade? Uh, to be honest, no. Yeah. I it was a lot of passion and hobby. Mm-hmm. It was a hobby for me. Yeah. The later I started realizing, no, I can't just be. I can't always be too nice. Yeah. One of my mentors told me, "Bright, you are not." You're not getting paid for your value. Mm. And that was one mentor. My life coach also told me the same mm. thing. It's like, right, you don't know how many people will pay you for the kind of things that are in your head. Yeah. And the abilities you have. So I said, okay, wait, what do they mean? But I'm like, I like what I love what I'm doing. I'm I love talking to people. I love to 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 go present. They're like, no. Somebody has to pay you for that time. Yeah. So being able to bring the correlation of time, money value yeah. once i was able to stream those together and i was like okay i think this is a new way yeah and i think it's also a plan for the future this can become my main source of income you never know yeah. there's a guy i know who does uh, who's actually an evangelist evangelist for a particular software yeah solution yeah when i went to present with him he was the main he was the guy to open the the the, the, the conference mm-hmm. and i became the main presenter mm-hmm. he spoke for 10 minutes i spoke for two hours mm-hmm. guess what he gets paid <laughs> crazy amount of money and his job is to travel around the world and just to do 10 minutes presentation of opening the conference can you imagine that's his job he lives in san francisco he gets yeah. paid almost three hundred thousand dollars to open and close conferences. to open and close conferences and he doesn't even live yeah. in san francisco half the time because yeah. he's traveling yeah so rent low yeah <laughs> he doesn't take a big house yeah and that's the thing so there's a there are various ways to be able to actually be able to generate income yeah we just need to find what works for us be able to collaborate with other people and also consult people when it comes to financial um, advisory yeah i consult a lot of people for that just to understand how can i save what should i do my, my personal banker is really good at that yeah she'll tell me don't put money here put it here try this plan try this it's not going to work for you so she's very very calm with yeah. me yeah okay that sounds great. Um, I think I have I have had um, easily one of the most interesting I think uh, conversations we've had on here. Um, I you. hope you guys enjoy it, and we will see you on the next episode.